Welcome to Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. We're back again with my lady friends, my sister friends. Uh, we were talking about depression and uh, we just had to keep uh, talking about it. We had to do another a show yes. for you because the studies show that 16.2 million adults, 16.2 million adults um, have suffered with a major depressive episode in the past year. That's a lot of people that have been confronted uh, with depression. And so just one 30 minute episode, we couldn't really um, get it all out um, completely. And so we had to come back. We're still talking about strong and beautiful. That's our cup that we're focusing on today. Um, even though you may be dealing with a, a, a time of depression, a season of depression, um, you are still strong and you're absolutely still beautiful even in the midst of this circumstance even in the midst of uh, your battle uh, with this disease and so we want to talk about a couple of things i want to start by saying thank you ladies for being transparent mm -hmm. and vulnerable it's refreshing mm -hmm. it helps people to see yes. themselves it helps people to understand um, that it's it's they're not isolated they're not by themselves yes. that uh, the community is 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 a much larger than what they um, are aware of and so thank you for that I, I want to start though with you know the church gets a bad rap yeah. yes. I happen mm -hmm. to be a pastor my husband's a bishop and we oversee and we pastor a great church here in Shreveport, Louisiana, New Creation Family Church. And so, you know, I got to just say, I got to, you know, lift up a banner for churches. Uh, because the first, the first knock is the church doesn't accept it. And that too is true, but it's only true to a degree. Because a lot of times people... They suffer in silence. Right. They don't right. divulge. The Bible says, confess your faults one Just to another. another. Yes. He says, if you're sick, call on the elders right. and let them pray for you. Yes. Um, and so there's processes. Mm -hmm. they, they Let them pray for you and you shall be healed. Right. Um, and, and most pastors, uh, I don't know too many pastors. I'm not saying that they're not out there. Mm -hmm. But most pastors will tell their parishioners, go to the doctor. Go, go see a professional. I'm a pastor. My degree is not in psychotherapy mm -hmm. or I'm not a counselor. Uh, now, whether or not people listen yeah. to their pastor when he advises them to go to a counselor mm -hmm. um, is, you know, something altogether different because we can say, you know, he's teaching them the word and he's preaching to them the word. He's having a hard enough time getting them to obey that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, and, I, and I say that as a disclaimer and just you know, to say that I know more pastors that um, do give sound advice and spiritual counsel that will first pray for their members if they're yes. suffering, right. um, that will uh, direct them within uh, mental health counselors, mm -hmm. whether within the church or direct them with information of where to go. Um, I think most pastors, I know for myself, um, will always uh, make it comfortable for people to understand that it's okay if you need medicine but medicine isn't the answer for everybody and so to give them that balance don't just go run to a bottle because they because medicine 
doctors are uh, practicing medicine, and That's they right. and it's, it says that in the small print. Now we believe in doctors, but again, understand they're practicing right. medicine, and they're also um, practicing on what what the remedy is for you. That's so right. they'll say, take this, try this, and if it don't work, come back. We'll give you something else. Right. So you so either either way. There's work that has to be done mm -hmm. on your part. Right. And so I think a lot of times churches get a bad rap because if, if the person that's receiving the instruction, if they're not completely being honest and if they're not completely digesting the information, mm -hmm. it just sounds like, well, they just told me to pray mm -hmm. or just pray it away. Mm -hmm. And I don't think most pastors are telling people mm -hmm. pray your mental illness away. Right. I think most pastors are telling people, number one, that God is a healer mm -hmm. and that God can give you peace and um, and that you need to go see someone for medical help. Mm -hmm. But don't just be so quick to get on medication. Mm -hmm. Make sure you educate yourself. Make yes. sure you, you, you follow what I'm saying, yes. because that's why the, the country at this point, what are we facing? We're, we're facing high epidemics of medical uh, uh, prescription drug, yes. um, uh, and opioids and just other drugs that people are addicted to because they're over medicating, yes. you know, um, even we're, we're, we're so met medicine prone that a lot of the viruses aren't being, um, aren't being actually fought against the barriers aren't there because we've overused penicillin or we've overused the antibiotics you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying yes. and so because we've over medicated ourselves and so I just had to you know hey I had to say that <laughs> for all my pastor friends <laughs> I had to say it for all my pastor friends so we want to talk about some remedies um, we want to say um, I think we said this at the in the first episodes that at Christians um, can having faith exempt you from depression? We, we established that having faith doesn't um, uh, exempt you from depression, but having faith can aid you and benefit yes. you um, in your depression. Yes. Um, speak on that, Danielle. Right. Um, you know, you were talking about sister friends and things of that nature. And I remember when, um, when I was going through uh, my bout with depression, I was suffering in silence mm -hmm. and um, and I was living with a sister friend mm -hmm. and um, and she didn't even know I was struggling with depression. She didn't know that I wasn't eating. Wow. She didn't know that I was contemplating suicide. She didn't know any of that. Um, I remember she would go out to bring uh, to get food for her family and she would bring me food and knock on the door and say, I, I got something for you. And I was locked in my room and I wouldn't say anything. So finally, she had invited me to come to New Creation. Okay. And I had, at that point, I had given up on church. I said, I'm not going to church no more. And she said, well, Danielle, you have to look at the church. You can't look at the church from one local congregation. Mm -hmm. It has to be the church is universal. The church is global. Mm -hmm. So when she said that, she says, yes. come to the church, you know, because I've always enjoyed when I first met you guys, you were in, um, in the, uh, the Hilton in Bossier City. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, you hadn't had a church just yet in a building. And I was like, okay, now I enjoyed the worship. So as we were driving here, we were in the car and I was thinking, I'm afraid to tell her what my thoughts are. Mm -hmm. And when I said to her, um, 
I, I'm, I'm having problems with my thoughts. I, I'm contemplating suicide, and and I'm I'm I just can't control them. I just act feel. I just think that it's never going to get better. And I remember she said something to me that completely started to uh, uh, ignite in me a, a, a flicker of hope again. And she said, Danielle, she says, I've been where you are. And she says, I want you to know that it does and it will get better. Yes. And when she said that to me, I thought because I, I held her in such high esteem, I thought to myself, well, if she went through this, mm -hmm. then and she's still, you know, she's a minister, mm -hmm. she's strong, right. she's bold, she's brave, mm -hmm. you know, um, then maybe it'll be better for me, mm -hmm. you know. So I kind of, the, the hope started to flicker. Then when I came here, um, God used uh, DeWitt and Kim Jones to minister wow. to me. Okay. And, um, and I was sitting in, in the worship center service and um, he called me out and I had never been called out before. <laughs> and he called me out and he said, uh, young lady, the Lord told me to tell you, you've been, you, you're the type, you could have had a nervous breakdown, but God has helped you. Mm -hmm. And he says, God told me to tell you to be encouraged. And he says that, you know, you just have this, it's been, you've been tormented by these thoughts that you will, uh, you've messed up your destiny. He says, but God is going to help you tonight. And he just kept praying that I would be encouraged, yes. be encouraged, be encouraged. And um, I, I wish I could say that at that moment I felt better, but mm -hmm. I didn't. But when I got home, God did something. Yeah. That night I got home and, you know, they had gone to their place and they were asleep and I was still not able to get to sleep. Mm -hmm. But that night I got in there in my room and I started to dance before the Lord mm -hmm. because I really love to dance. And um, that night I tried to dance myself to exhaustion so that I could fall asleep. And when I slept, it's like um, I all of a sudden there was this band that I heard this band pop from around my head and I felt light. You know how you was talking about yeah. you felt light? I yeah. felt light. I felt mm -hmm. um, like the weight or whatever the weight was. And I didn't even know a band was around my head. But when it popped, I knew that I felt better. Yes. And um, as far as my sleeping, I started to sleep better. But I didn't get started getting my healing until later on. It started to mm -hmm. manifest little by little by little. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for me, I didn't necessarily have to go to the doctor. But um, God did it to, for me supernaturally. But then as time went on, God had to show me how to maintain it. Right. You know, okay. how, to, how to maintain that freedom. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and for me, it was, you know, writing, journaling to God, yeah. my, my, how I was feeling when I was down, when I was depressed, when I was disappointed. Right. Then he started to show me, you know, don't let it get to the point of depression. Right. You know, when you feel yourself becoming, what's the word, disappointed, start doing something. Mm -hmm. That's when you worship. That's when you do this. That's when you do That's that, good. you know. Mm -hmm. That's when you, you, you pray. That's when you, and I started teaching myself the keyboard, because a lot of times when you suffer with depression, a lot of it has to do with your your thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, and, yes. and, and try, trying to rechannel those thoughts in a positive That's way right. mm -hmm. because you you automatically go to negative thoughts, negative right. thinking. So with l teaching myself something different, learning something different, it allowed me to um, redirect my thoughts. Right. And so I started to come out of it. So instead of focusing on the negative, I was learning something different. And before you know it, I was even thinking on the negative and this and and you're not self-diagnosing you were actually medically diagnosed, diagnosed. right so that's important so right. as as we're discussing this mm -hmm. because you know for some people say well they did, right did, is, did she really have depression yes. or did she say she you know no you you were diagnosed. I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder post-traumatic stress disorder 
and which also it, it encompasses, it encompasses depression. Um, depression. And so you just gave us an experience and you just a, a, a testimony actually of how your faith yes. and your experience with God, how that aided and super, su really supernaturally uh, began to um, heal and, and, and give you process and how to uh, walk out um, your uh, healing. Right. Um, through with with depression, you know, the scripture says, uh, guard your heart from from it flows all the issues of life. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we uh, we we the, the, the word of God is always right. Yes. Yes. I mean, any anything we need to answer for, if we really want to get an answer, we can find it in the word of That's God. Right. Yes. Um, and 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 the first thing he tells us to do is guard our heart, because from that flows all the issues of life. Mm -hmm. And and generally when we begin to go through maybe what we, you know, talk therapy or any type of therapy, um, it's generally, be, it, it, they begin to uncover yes. all the things that wounded our heart, mm -hmm. fractured our heart, mm -hmm. and uh, traumatized our heart, which in turn infected, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, that caused us to spiral into you know, the outside forces, you know what I mean? That causes, that caused the condition. It didn't, we didn't just wake up one day, you know, generally something was a trigger. There was a trigger. Um, and, and so sometimes it's important, uh, to, to have that talk therapy, to go, to find a counselor, uh, whether it's, um, sometimes, you know, we, we say, well, I don't have the resources. I don't have the money The it, the epidemic, and I call it an epidemic, but it's become it's becoming an epidemic. So to the point to where now they're they're offering um, mental health um, counseling and, and, and talk therapy for people included into their health insurance mm -hmm. because yes. so many yeah. people yeah. are hurting emotionally and they're hurting mentally. Um, what can can we move beyond depression and how has depression how did your your family members um how did it affect your family members um you going through depression and you walking through that um kathy would you uh the scripture let me let me have to tell you about the scripture i have it's proverbs 12 and 25 it says anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression yeah. but a good word makes it glad yes. just as you said in the last episode it's a community of people out there, but you have to find someone you could trust. Mm -hmm. You know, if I call you and I say, Lisa, could you pray for me? I need to know that you're praying for me, not you telling, OK, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I had a community of people mm -hmm. that prayed for me. Um, me and my husband, we get up at 430 to pray every morning. I can remember I couldn't even pray, yeah. but he would lay hands on me and pray for me every morning. Mm -hmm. And that helped me through it. It affected my family. You know, they had to walk around on eggshells around me. They knew when mama was in her mood, you know, just stay away, staying clear. And then I looked at my kids. I looked at my husband. Not only was I suffering, they were suffering. And I knew that there was hope in Jesus. And I would pray. I said, Lord, I know it has to be something better than this. This is not your best 
for my life. It affected my family, but I had my husband and he prayed me through. I had friends. I had my pastors praying for me. And it just like you say, it didn't break right then, but I could feel myself getting free and getting free and getting free. And that was a blessing for me. Yeah. So wouldn't would you say that you had to first get a hold of it so you couldn't really um, walk all the way through it until you first um, got a hold of it and arrested it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I had to really say something is wrong right. with me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, I had to stop saying, um, you know, I don't receive that because it, in truth, I, I didn't receive it. But I knew something right. was wrong with me. You didn't receive yes. it like this is going to be my lifestyle. lifestyle. No, this is this no. is going to be this is going to be this is who I am. Yes. No, I'm going to I'm going to fight this. I'm going to move beyond this. Yes. But I have to accept this right now in order to get the help that I need. And so so this is what I am right now. I'm I'm depressed. So I need to go to the doctor. You feel what I'm saying? And when I said I'm depressed, I felt like I was shamed. Right. Like I had failed. Right. And it made or like, what do you got to be depressed about? You got a nice car, a nice house. As you got a nice husband. You got good kids. They look yeah. at all right. this stuff. They look at all this, but they don't see you right. dying inside. You know, I had to also come look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think perspective is everything. Yes. And um, and I, I know that when I first became a believer, my um, my thing was that I'm a I'm, I'm now a child of God. Right. God is my father. Mm-hmm. And so I gravitated to the scriptures that dealt with that, especially, mm-hmm. you know, God is, you know, no hurt, harm or danger will come, will come nigh, yeah. I dwell in mm-hmm. and on and on and on. But I had to also see as God began to grow me, mature me, that I'm not just a child of God. When I got saved, I didn't just become a believer, but I'm also a soldier yes. in the army of the yes. Lord. Yes. And Paul told Timothy that you should endure hardship That's right. like a good soldier. That's right. That's that right. word endure there is not just bear up under. It means to share. Yes. So I had to realize that I have a part in hardship. That's good. You know, yes. every yes. all of us have a part to, sh- you know, to 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 share in hardship. Yes. And so I had to understand that hey, as a Christian, I'm going to go through some hardship. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you can move uh beyond your depression, but again, first if you're if you're watching, we're saying you first have to um acknowledge that what it is that you're facing, mm-hmm. uh seek help. Yes. yes. Um have community. Yes. Have sister friends. That you can rely on, have community, entrust, you know, entrust uh, your family members. And then as you, you, you're able to grab hold of it, mm-hmm. then keep your trust in God and he That's will right. walk you through right. the, the strategies that you're going to need to um, come out of. Because, you know, whatever we're going through, it's not for us to remain there. It's yeah. actually for us to go through to walk through, not to make resident, not to live there. So it's okay to acknowledge something because that's not where I live. That's right. You know, I'm not, I'm not faking it and confessing it. You know, no, I'm sick right now, but I'm whole. I'm I'm whole because by his stripes, I'm healed, you know? Um, And so, but I have to go to the doctor. And it's okay. And it's okay to go (laughs) to the doctor. (laughs) Right. So you have to give yourself permission you have to give yourself permission Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself and wouldn't you say and 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 this is 
you know, important, especially as females, yes. um, because sometimes we don't, we're not, we're not kind to ourselves. That we don't give ourselves permission, yes. that we take on the superwoman yeah. and, you know, the superwoman label. And, you know, I'm just going to, you know, just bulldoze through this. And 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 in reality, we're just completely, utterly falling apart. Yeah. And so it's important that even the ones that are coming up um, next to us, the next generation, that they understand that um, they can be superwoman, but even superwoman had to take a break yes. and take care right, of her body and get restored and get the care that she needs. Um, Lisa, is there anything you want to add? I just want to know, uh, let everybody know that uh, Christ is even in your crisis. Yes. yes. And he chooses your processes. Yes. Sometimes we want a microwave process. <laughs> yes. And I believe that my journey with mental illness was part of my process. Yes. And so even in the midst of me being a Christian, there were times where I couldn't read my Bible. Yeah. I had to listen to the audio. Mm -hmm. I couldn't pray like I wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I believe that your confession would bring your possession. Mm -hmm. And so even in the midst of my crisis, I would anoint myself with oil. You have to remember your tools. Yes. I would anoint myself with oil and release his scriptures over my life. Mm -hmm. Looking there was part of my daily adornment, anointing myself with oil. But this Prayer is, cloths. And, but this was, you were doing this as you were being seen by a medical doctor, yes. correct? Mm -hmm. And even being on the trial, going through medicine after medicine, let's see yes. what's going to work, yes. what your insurance going to cover. Right. Yes. Yeah. In the midst of my crisis, I was still believing God. And, and, I, and, I, and I bring that point because it brings me back to how sometimes it's so easy to blame um, whatever it is that we're not acknowledging. It's easy to blame and just say, well, your ch you know, the church didn't help me. Or I didn't have anyone in the church, but you had God. Yes, and then I had a part to play. Exactly. You know, if my pastor yes. told me to go see a medical doctor, did I do it? Exactly. Because I got to put the work in. Yes. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. What are some of the other strategies? Um, again, we mentioned um, making sure that you that you get medical attention. Um, we talked about talk therapy. We talked about um, the creative arts. Mm -hmm therapy. Um, we talked about, um, I, I'm a real component of holistic healing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, God has put everything in the earth um, to, to heal us. And so sometimes the answers can be found in our just our changing our lifestyle right. as far as what we're eating right. and, and uh, remedies that, that are, are um, you know, holistic that, that aren't um, modified GMO modified or um, the, where we can get um, uh, straight from the earth. Mm -hmm. um, anything you would like to say, Kathy? You know what? I was thinking as everyone was talking, when I was going through my depressive state, I was always a fighter. Mm -hmm. I never got beyond believing God or fighting, even if I couldn't pray, even if I couldn't read my Bible. But what held me, kept me holding on to the rope of hope was I had a word over my life. Yes. And I always went back to my reference point and it was a trusted word. And I can remember I had a little sticky on my desk at work and I put on there, Catherine, you have a sure word. And I knew that word hadn't been fulfilled over my life, what God was gonna do in my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm not checking out here. 
Right. I'm like, God has not done it yet. And I could see if it was just at one time that a word was given, whether it was you, Bishop, friends calling me on the phone. I had several words of the same thing and I knew it was a word from God. And I would lay there and I would say, God, you are not finished. And I knew he wasn't finished. I had hope and I believed God yes. and I stood on the word of God and I kept fighting no matter how weak I was. I kept fighting and his word. I said, your word had not come to pass yet. Right. And that's what kept me. That's powerful. So that was your, your faith was in action, was working mm -hmm. in your behalf. You know, the definition I had um, of depression, it says feelings of severe despondency mm -hmm. and dejection. And I was like, oh, my goodness, who would create something so evil? But that is really the definition. And you could think of how we felt like that in our right. time of need and, and different things when we go dejected. And it talked about Christ was rejected yeah. and different things. And, you know, the Bible says that Christ learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Yeah. Right. And yes. sometimes we think that, you know, Jesus didn't suffer. He came down here. Oh, yes, he did. And I think sometimes we really need to think about it like you talked about. And we talked about in the first segment. We are human. Mm -hmm. And some people won't even mm -hmm. say that. No, no, we're not. We, we, we human, but we, we, we belong in heaven. Yes, all that is true. But we go through right. things in our life. Mm -hmm. But we have hope in God. Yes. And that's where we have to keep our hope. Right. Amen. Absolutely. And Absolutely. That, um, the grace of God. You know, yes, the grace of God. You know, Powerful. Paul, yes. Yeah, you know, um, what was the scripture where Paul uh, was seeking something from the Lord? He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Yeah. Right. You know. He had asked the Lord three yeah. times yeah. to remove, to remove it. the yeah. one in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he says, my grace is enough. Yes. You know? Grace is sufficient. Yes. So it doesn't matter what, what you're facing right now. Um, and it does matter. But what we're, really what we're saying is, is, is that... Um, God has made a way of an escape for you yes. and that you're not alone and that he enters into uh, your suffering with yes. you yes. and that he walks with you through uh, the, the, the desert, through the fire, um, through the wilderness. He's with you um, and he will walk with you on to the other side. And so we want you to know that um, there's community, um, that you're not alone. Um, that there's help available to you, um, that that there are you have options. You know, yes. one of the things that um, happens many times is that we feel like we don't have any options. Yes. You know what? What you know? There's no options uh, that I'm up against a wall. You know, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm blocked in um, to this. Uh, circumstance right. but you have options you have options through your with your faith mm -hmm. you have options through holistic medicine you have options through uh, counseling and talk therapy and then you also have medical doctors that can prescribe you the right medicine for your uh, mental illness and so there you have options um, but again you have to um, you have to take hold of it and uh, dispel the shame, the fear, and um, seek the help that you need. This has been a, a, a serious segment, but it's yes. been a life-changing segment. And I know that you'll never be the same. Yes. And so we want to pray with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for every person that's watched 
this episode and everyone that's hurting, that's in need, that's suffering in any way today. And through this episode, they found a spark. We thank you that it only takes a spark. You're able to direct them to the help that they need, whether it whether it's spiritual help coming to a greater relationship with you, whether it's medical help that they won't fear medical doctors. But we thank you even now that you are preparing them to go to the right doctor with the right diagnosis. We thank you that you're lifting fear. You're lifting anxiety from them. They'll not fear uh, the word mental illness. They'll not fear going to get counseling. God, I thank you that they'll take charge and ownership of their health. They'll visit the the health food store. They'll be a researcher of of their bodies, of their circumstance, of their condition, and they'll begin to pursue uh, healing and and deliverance uh, concerning uh, depression and mental illness. We thank you that you are God that hears us. You are God that responds. And so I thank you for every praise report. I thank you for the sister friends that you're gathering from near and from far to minister and to encourage their sisters right now who are suffering uh, with depression. And we thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Sister Friends Cups and Conversation. Uh, We trust that your life has been impacted by this episode. We encourage you to follow us on all of our social media sites and be sure to like, share, and invite another sister to join us on our next episode. Thank you, Sister Friends Cups and Conversation.